Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wastelands known only as Internet Land. Welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. So this week's episode is the wrap-up with the amazing Don Chapman and his wife Lois. We dig deeper into his time at Disneyland, and he name-drops more names than anyone I've ever had on the show. Uh, his memory is incredible, and I think he may remember each and every person he worked with in his time at the resort. Now, it was such an incredible time chatting with him, and I've had nothing but positive comments about the episodes. I think Don may be one of the most beloved figures in the last 30 years in the jungle, and there's a damn good reason why. I only wish I had another five hours to chat with him, because I have a feeling that there are many more stories we could talk about. Now, I'm working on lining up more new and exciting episodes for you, but if you were a Jungle Cruise skipper or no one, please email us at junglecruisecrews at gmail.com. We'd love to find some time and chat with you about your experiences on the world-famous Jungle Cruise. So there's lots happening in Adventureland right now. Uh, this is uh, August, mid-August 2014. I forget that these things uh, are going to be archived forever. Uh, with Disney's Adventure Trading Company promotion coming to a close uh, pretty quick here in a couple of weeks. If you haven't heard, we have a full review of it over at facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. Uh, basically, it's an involvement of the cast in a quest for park guests to collect juju, uh, necklaces shaped like Adventureland-themed trinkets, a bird for tiki room, uh, elephant tusk, pineapples, tiki masks, that sort of thing. You know, the thing I love about it is that it ups the guest interaction level. As guests have to tell stories to cast members to trade juju, they have to go on a hunt for clues to earn juju from treasure map that they purchased, the fact that saying the word juju is just fun. Um, besides giving people something to do rather than wait in a two-hour indie queue, it really is an amazing level of guest and cast interaction that I would love to see more of in the parks. It's a great job that they've done putting this together. Okay, adventurers, here's our third part of this uh, interview with Skipper Don Chapman. I hope you all enjoy this as much as I did, and as always, Kungaloosh. they walk through that main gate their IQ went down oh yeah because when there's an illusion of safety people stop being safe yeah um so I mean are there any you know I mean you you were you had a good run of time what were some of the when someone when someone hears that you worked at Disneyland and you're sitting and talking over you know dinner or whatever it is what are the stories that you pull out that are like, what are the things that are the, the top of your memory when you think about the time you were there? I remember one day Paul Collier said back when he was uh, the A-lead. That's when Ron Dominguez was still there. We were having a bad run of microphones. I mean, as <laughs> Okay, the bad run of microphones started in 1955, <laughs> and it continues <laughs> today. This was particularly bad. <laughs> And anyway, Paul was standing there at the dock, and he's passing out microphones to everybody that comes into the dock and collecting all these microphones. And he's got a whole handful of these things, you know, and he grabs them by the end, and he starts dipping it in the water there. <laughs> Here comes Ron Dominguez on the dock, and says, Paul, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I've never understood why they kept the... the PA system, the amplifier in the bilge, because you, I mean, there were days if you had the, if you didn't have the bilge pump, pump running, yeah, that that water level would, you would, you, you have evaporation and things, and all, there's all that electric yeah. uh, wiring down oh there. Oh my god! And you know, it was always the, the, do you get the right microphone with the right boat? Uh, I like it when we used to come to work and somebody was sitting in the boat. <clears throat> Drinking coffee, oh, yeah. 
And Bo Burnett. Bo Burnett. He'd sit there. <laughs> he's sitting out there on the, on the catwalk, oh, you know, as the lines his... open up. Here comes a guest. He's sitting Bo's out there. Just he out got there a coffee drinking. pot sitting on the, on the bow of the boat where the ammo box was. He'd drink a cup of coffee at the bottom. <laughs> he just, I'd walk by going to New Orleans, and I said, you about ready to start there, Skip? And he just... Drink and I finished the coffee. coffee. <laughs> All management just—he <laughs> defied. He defied them. We, uh, <laughs> we used to have a, oh god another little thing that some of the guys that unload would pull. <laughs> if somebody walk onto the dock and want to know where the closest bathroom was, you know, which would be turn around, they yeah, see, look right at it. Well, oh. what they do is they get them to go on out and you know turn to the left, walk on down there, and you follow around before you get the pirates. There, you kind of angle off around the Mark Twain dock and you go around up behind the Big Thunder Mountain there over in Tomorrowland, you know, and then you get them to circle the whole bloody park and come back. And see, so you come through the Adventureland gate, you walk straight ahead, and you. you know, I I can't tell you how many people fell for that. When I was at when I was at Disney University, we had this thing that we would explain to new hires. We would tell them that you could have a 18 foot tall Mickey Mouse animatronic Mickey Mouse with a giant neon sign that said "bathrooms here," shaking it, and people would still ask you where the bathrooms. Oh were. my God! Yeah. I yes, yes. How about the hose? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't go there. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, I mean, a lot of the stories that we've heard, I mean, the the big story that goes from generation to generation is the, the intake at Schweitzer in back of the boathouse and all the soap bubble issues that they would have when custodial or foods would dump their, their mop water into the jungle water. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, some some kind of soap would get back, their dishwashing soap or whatever. Oh. Well, that feeds it right up into the top of Schweitzer and then it drops it over the top, and that agitation would cause... Uh, I guarantee you that was never uh, an accident, dumping soapy water into the jungle <laughs> cruise. There's too many, too many drains along there that they could have found, you know, without pouring it over the edge. You saw the old but, videos that they did, didn't you, at the end, with them diving in off the boat and well, there stabbing... Was stabbing the hippo with a rubber yeah. knife. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Jungle Cruise movie... There are a few short clips of it that people have put online, but for various reasons, mainly the fact that he's still employed, Tom doesn't want it to go in public circulation because he's still working for the company. I know. Yeah. yeah. And there are a couple people who have copies, and they all are very good about not circulating it. I think we have that one, and then we have the well, one. I've got just about the, everyone that was made. It yeah. started with Thunder the big Mountain, Thunder Mountain movie. And the one on the. The flasher for the Mark Twain. Disney Rain. Disney Rain. uh, And the one there are two that have gotten out there that were from the entertainment department, which was the La Bamba parody called La Bambi. (laughs) And then there was a Material Girl parody, the Madonna parody, where they actually had all of the characters other than Mickey and Minnie, because they the entertainment wouldn't let them use them. But this was eighty Disney afternoon, eighty three, eighty four, and oh. so the videos are on. I've, I've put, I've actually put links to them before. And did you have your indus? Did you still have when you were there into summer parties where you spoofed on the management? Um, somewhat. That oh, that got God. pulled a little bit. I'm because I, I think when Banana Ball kind of started, you know, tailoring away, and they really didn't have anyone leading it. Yeah, there were there was there was what we called the luau, which was the end of summer party. And it was there was a person who had a house on La Palma, okay. And we'd get sixty or seventy people there, and there'd be a big barbecue. And but yeah. that was really as far as it went. It, it was just more of a say, it was other, saying goodbye to all the summer seasonal people as they left for, back to school. Yeah. Was really more of what this it was. was so much fun, and they ripped on your supervisors. And I mean, oh, yeah. they'd come out with toilet paper seats. Well, on it was jeez um, that uh, blonde-haired kid. That Tony used to know from Jungle Cruise. Oh. He and that, and that other one, uh, Jim Kelly. They and just... they did a, a rap. It was hilarious. And of course, I was the brought up 
part of that. <laughs> Wonder why? Yeah. They had uh, they had one of the one of the movies they made once one year was the um, Jungle Cruise Christmas Carol. Oh. oh. I still have my name tag over there that says Scrooge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that would have uh, crossed their mind. Oh God! But when they yeah. came to our house, when we had a party, oh, they had a good time. They had I, a good time. No, I, I think um, I'm trying to remember who. I, I don't remember who it was, but someone made a comment that that uh, stoic was a good a good word to describe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it was. Yeah. That it was. You know. Um, the. Uh, uh, he likes smart people. He likes yeah. to be around smart people. Had, and uh, he likes fun, but he doesn't like smart Alex either. They had a they had a pet a pet uh, uh, name for me, Higgins. I forgot who started the Higgins, but they all thought I looked like the Higgins on that uh, Tom Selleck program where he was a yeah on PI uh, Magnum PI yeah Magnum PI. But anyway, I went by Higgins. Answer the name of Higgins a lot too. Somewhere <laughs> along the line, I had a they had a, a name tag too with Higgins on it, but I don't know where his came. Yeah, I, I remember when they started cracking down on the name tag thing. And unless you knew someone who was working there, you couldn't get any of the uh, yeah. fanciful. Uh, yeah. We have a few. Uh, we've got a bin of stuff, but it just. Um, there were things he would do more serious, and I would just be more friendly, but say, no, you can't do that. And I mean, I if somebody was breaking the stanchion down and going through, I'd just put my hands up and yeah. say, now, no. Did you, when you were in stores, did you get to hear from other cast members about his antics over at the, uh, the boat ride? <sighs> No, not from the girls in the... Well, the only thing I got, I had to notify him, is some of his guys were trying to hit on some of the girls in our shop, and one came around on the sailboat, on the big Columbia, swinging from the mast, yelling and singing to this girl (laughs) in the Indian store, and I walked out in front, and I said, you have got to be kidding. And she said, yeah, he wants to date me. <laughs> and I said, well, if you don't call that romantic, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> and the next thing, he comes in the shop during his shift with the big bouquet of flowers and gets on his knees and says, please, won't you date me? And I went, Don, you got to keep control over your voice. <laughs> Because nothing's as attractive as desperation. Yeah, it's uh, when I when I hired in, I had actually gotten out of the textile industry. I was there for ten years as a regional manager, so I was in my early thirties. I, I had done the corporate thing, and I uh, got a divorce, bought a new car, paid off my bills, and I was going to go do a summer job for six months. Oh God! And it ended up being an eight-year stint. Isn't on and that off. the way it is? Uh, but I was in kind of that boat where I because I was. You know, seven, eight, nine years older than the guys that were working there. I was never a part of that that party atmosphere and social group oh. thing. So it I was, wasn't either, really. Yeah, it, but it was interesting, you know, being from an outside viewpoint because you have a little life experience already, and you just go, "That's not going to work." Yeah. <laughs> well, I I had the cute girls. He he had the boys. Yep. So they would come to me. Did you do any matchmaking? Uh. A oh, little yeah. bit. I did. And and they would come to me and ask who she is, what she is, you know. So it filtered to me, and I said, I never thought this had happened. So every time I would go down there, the young ones and some really cute ones on that jungle cruise. Mama matchmaker. I was doing that, you know. So it was a great life. It was great. And, and to think how talented they are you know yeah. people that come in the park think oh he just does his feel he doesn't know anything else but they're super talented yeah. people and, and they're in still, that park yeah and it's it's like anything else in life you're going to have your your bell curve yeah you're going to have your absolutely the middle's going to be a bunch of 
people yeah. who are competent in their jobs but just average. Yeah. And then you're going to have a few people on the far end that are really exceptional and shine. And you're going to have a couple people who should be going down the street flipping burgers and not working at Disneyland. Well, in a lot of this, like the, some of the ones that have really gone on, that was like their comedy hour. That was their platform, yeah, their stage. To get, get attention. To get attention and to kind of... One of the guys work. there that I eventually made into a lead, uh, he always wanted to be a comedian. And uh, he was normally he was selling State Farm insurance, I think it was. But mm-hmm. I I kind of encouraged him to you know, hey, go ahead, play to it, you know, and more power to you, yeah. you know, if yeah. that's what you want to do, you want to do it, go for it. You know, there um, one of the guys who was there during my time, uh, well, there was one who still works there now, but he's been there a while. He actually does stand up, you know, on a weekly basis, and his name's Kip, and he's phenomenal but there was a guy who was there who organized um an outside stand-up show that was about once every three or four months that was a skipper stand-up show and usually about a hundred people would come out and see the skippers doing doing their material and it was a a good avenue it was always one of those things for me where i i always wish that i could you know travel back in time and give myself the advice of you know let's stick to the script a little bit more uh, and not not be as much of a ham because you know. Well, you see others, and it's kind of a an envious thing because some of them are so natural at doing yeah. it, and they're so fabulous at at doing it. You know. We well, yeah. uh, one thing that sticks in my mind, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember the the big boss's name. It was in, up above in in Man, Adventureland. Well, he was no, he's way up the ladder. Anyway, he had a uh, nephew of his came and applied. Oh yes, yes. And this kid, I forgot who was trained. Tried training him, and after four days of training, this guy still couldn't get it. We turned mm-hmm. him over to somebody else. Yeah. And another two or three days training, he signed him off. Bad mistake. <laughs> because he knew somebody. I used to have a little thing that most of the guys got familiar with. Uh, you know, I'd say, come with me. <laughs> and we'd head for boat storage. And everybody, oh, oh. <laughs> and it was constantly with this guy, come with me. <laughs> and you turn around and say, hmm, you still Finally, have your Finally, uh, I left? went to management and I told him, I says, you know, something's got to give here. I says, I cannot babysit this guy 24-7. And you're going to have to talk to the man upstairs. The guy is just not material, Disney material. And he, uh, they, they did. They, he, he got him out of the park. And uh, the last I heard, the guy had one of these jobs at installing these little yellow markers down the center of the freeway. <laughs> you know, that was his job, and I guess he did a pretty good job. At they that. get paid pretty everyone, good at that. Everyone has their talent. Yeah, you know, everyone. His has their was thing. not there. Definitely not there. But and I had another another one of the guys that was had a nephew. That came into the park one summer to work, and uh, he was kind of a little problem kid, and I had to kind of take him under my wing and come with me a couple, three times. Yeah. And that man from upstairs, I cannot think of his name. I know it as well as my own, but anyway, he came to me. No one Gil, anybody, but he did. He came down to the dock one day and said, Come with me. <laughs> and uh, so I did. I went with him. We walked uh, walked off through Adventureland, and he says, you know, I want to really tell you that, you know, I think you've helped my nephew considerable this summer. He's a changed kid from what he was when he first came to work yeah. here. And I felt really good about that. And uh, I thought, well, Jesus, I made a difference with somebody anyway, you know. I, I think that it is the best summer experience when you're getting out of high school mm-hmm. before you go to college. I, I, I tell, I've 
given this advice a dozen times on on the recording, I've said, you know, if you don't know exactly what you want to do in college, don't waste your money the first year. Take a year off and go work at Disneyland. Yeah. Because you're going to get experience in a corporate environment. Discipline. Discipline. You're going to interact with people from different generations and different ethnic backgrounds and different lifestyles and it, it broadens your perspective on what's out there and by the end of it you're going to go you know what I have this great talent for this or the great passion for something that I didn't have before or I want to get out of this and go and study chemistry whatever it is yeah. you know the, it gives you a chance to kind of clarify where you want to be with what you're doing the discipline is really good because a lot of yeah. I, I didn't have it when I a lot, was... A lot of parents yeah. today don't, you know, and that's one of the things our kids said. You always, we knew where we, yeah. and we knew if we, <coughs> you were going to lower the boom. <laughs> In a lighter vein, uh, you remember, um, well, I don't think you would remember, I guess it was even before they built the boathouse, but... This was after Eisner was in uh, in office, mm-hmm. and they wanted to came and wanted to shut the uh, junk crews down one morning to film a commercial. Oh yes, and that that guy, that comedian on TV all the time, a dark haired kid who's always getting drowned or getting made the butt of the joke. I can't think of his name either. Um, Try not to get ever, get old. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, doing, I'm doing my best. You know, um, there was some. Uh, Tony, there was Tony. Tony Danza did a thing. Oh, on yeah, yeah Tony Danza. It, yeah, that, yeah, that video is it, it exists. It's up online now. You can actually still. Yeah, yeah somewhere I have there. a copy of that yeah. too. But uh, anyway, I was there during that whole time, and uh, you know, this this one morning shutdown grew into what a week and a half two weeks whatever it was yeah and uh, that was a cause of my getting my back messed up over yep. here too they pushed the boat out that honest to pete uh that was i thought a, a, a fiasco again if walt had been around that would have never happened you know yep. it never would have happened some of the things that used to go on there after the newer guys moved in there, even uh, with. Um... Well, I, I don't think the park was maintained during the '90s the way that. No, and, I remember going as no, a guest. It wasn't. And monorail, the monorail posts weren't painted. They had cracks in them. There was no attention to detail happening our, in the. Our kids grew well, up in the park. Yeah. One of the worst things was, of course, being a, being the a lead on the Jungle Cruise. I was seeing a lot of this stuff. You know, they. We, they used to have a, a warehouses out back full of spare parts. Yeah. Well, somebody got the big idea one time. Well, we're never using this stuff. It's just sitting there. We'll never use it. Sell it. Get rid of it. Scrap it. Millions of dollars went out to the scrap heap at scrap prices. We had spare pumps for Schweitzer Falls in the yeah. back. And one, one year when uh, one of the pumps burned out and they couldn't overhaul it, they had to go get another pump made, and we were without Schweitzer Falls for year, year and a half. Yeah. Now, back in Walt's days, Schweitzer Falls went out. You were immediately 101. 101. Yeah. This ride was down 100%. You didn't operate. You shut her down. Yeah. Same thing with the with the uh, the big falls on the, on the big river. Or yep. the elephants. Well, hell, it never run again. You know, after they. Shot that pump down the drain. Yeah, but all these millions of dollars worth of parts—they just dumped. And then, uh, as the needed stuff, they'd have to go out and buy it back. Yeah, the um, one of the the fun stories uh, that we heard was from uh, uh, Jeff Rhodes, <laughs> and Jeff was the guy the guy from Disneyland who went to Tokyo. Yes, to help them install all of their things. Well. It's bad luck to have things going counterclockwise in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So they had the boat going clockwise. The the river at Tokyo Disneyland goes oh. that way. Now, do you see the immediate problem? Yes. The doors were on the wrong side of the boats. So when they got the boats there to install them, all of the doors were on the wrong side oh, from Yamaha. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I guess all of the uh, they had installed all of the animals backwards. 
So like the I elephants' heard, yeah, backs yeah. were facing them, and yeah, it's it's just that attention to oh, detail. Oh, I remember thing. reading something yeah. on that yeah. that they yeah. were having quite a yeah, yeah. fiasco. Well, on in that. general, it took because there was a lot of cultural you, um, shifts going from. Who? Were you aware that one time uh, there was a movement afoot to change the direction of our jungle river? No, I was not. I have a, I have a, uh, a film clip someplace of the boats going backwards through the river. Of course, it would have involved changing the direction again of all the animatronics and yep. stuff like that, but it was yeah. seriously being considered. I know they were talking uh, about, because they have a crashed plane in the Orlando one, and I know that they were talking about putting the back end of a airplane into one of the scenes yeah. uh, and that just didn't, and then they did the piranha thing in in uh, 2004 2005 yeah the uh, there was they were supposed to put the the tail of that plane in the uh, safari camp scene yeah. and uh, there's a with the elephant the, dropping that time oh, it Jesus. took, took oh. how many months for that Bud pool oh, the, 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 the helicoptering in? yeah yeah, yeah. Bud Poole was uh, one of the maintenance uh, supervisors in the back, and uh, yes. yeah, I, I knew him pretty well. Matter of fact, he lives up here now too. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I was went in that morning, uh, you know, and making my animation check. I had my cup of coffee with me and started out in the boat, and I had a photographer on the boat oh, too. Plus, there was one on that flat-bottom barge we used to use. It <laughs> kept on the skiff. It wasn't a skiff. It was a flat-bottom barge we used oh. to have out in the back of the elephant pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think they replaced it with, like, an aluminum... Like, a, be, yeah. like, a, like, you know, like an aluminum little outboard motor one. Yeah, huh. something like that. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's tucked underneath, and they have, a, like, a tarp over yeah, it. Yeah, but so you, you, could, you could load stuff onto it. It was kind of like a pontoon thing. Okay, so. okay. Anyway, they had a... They had a, a maintenance guy on that boat, and plus they had another photographer on that boat. And the uh, maintenance guy was driving the boat out there, or that pontoon. Bud was over on the bank, and, you know, mm. here comes the elephant. Bull elephant down <laughs> through the trees. Yeah. Bud's standing there, you know, and, and, you know, and stuff like this. And then suddenly... There's this guy on this pontoon boat, and he's right out there, you know, right in front of this thing. And he's grinding away with this this uh, video camera. And I'd give anything for this shot of this thing. But anyway, here he is, and this thing starts to tip, and there's no stopping it. And it just goes tail over tea kettle right towards this guy, you know. Uh. Practically swamp the thing. <laughs> This guy came up out of it. He was just whiter than a sheet. You know? <laughs> oh. Bud's standing there just shaking his head. And I uh, lean out of the boat and, here, Bud, you need this worse than I do. Hand it to my cup of coffee. <laughs> Several days oh, wow. later, I yeah, wound up with a tusk. With part a of the tusk. Broken off chunk of the tusk. Yeah. We had that for years. Yeah. Uh, what we did with it. Oh, I know what I did when I gave it to uh, Ron across the street. Oh. I always was going to get the thing cut down a little bit and mounted on a nice piece of cedar or mahogany or something in a little brass plaque and present it to Bud, you know, at some point in time. I never got around to it. Uh, that's... Oh, God, that was funny. But the guys were always doing something or horsing around or something, and you... Well, that, that's the natural state that of anyone the there. That was the fun of it. That was the yeah. fun, uh, the humor in it. I mean, but when it got serious. You're, yeah. you're, you're familiar with the name Bob Galt. Are you, I am. You know, uh, he, Bob Galt was there one time, and I had to shut the jungle cruise down and because uh, one of the wildebeests there, the one that faced, butt faced the boats, you know, yep. right His there. tail fell off? Tail fell off, you know. Here's this wire. <laughs> for yeah, yeah. Oh, who, who tells us? Someone told the story about when the tail fell off. And they went out to put it back on, and another. they got caught as the boat came around. They didn't duck out of the way. Or No, he put it on, then it fell off again. He rushes out to put it back on, and he's there slapping this tail onto the back of this as this boat's coming around the corner and watching him spank the, uh, the animal out in the jungle. And he just turns the boat and says, he's been misbehaving. He's a very, very bad animal. <laughs> 
basically, uh, that basically happened the day that I was there. And anyway, I had to shut the ride down, called anima uh, animation to come fix it, and uh, Bob called, come roaring up there in his really <laughs> growly mood, you know, what the hell is going on, you know, and this and that thing. I said, that's okay, but I have a little problem out there in the jungle, one of the wildebeests, uh, and it has a problem, but the proctologist is en route, you know, and he'll be here momentarily <laughs> and take care of it. You know. Oh, yeah, the stories on yeah. some of those guys. With, with that much, you know, with that duration of time that you were there, I mean, we always, there's always amusing celebrity stories. People have their favorite memories when they're working. Because Disneyland's a place you get to meet people that you wouldn't mm-hmm. normally get to meet. Do you, do you have any, anyone who crossed your path that was particularly memorable? James Garner and the that, gal that played with him and his commercials and I, stuff. I, I think also um, the one that, that the, the musician that wears the big glasses, all the different color hairs, different colored pants, and he's... Um, Elton John? Elton John. Yep. Yeah, he uh, came had, through uh, with his Jim entree. Belushi there one day before he died. Uh, just a John Belushi. John Belushi. John yeah. Belushi. And, and then, uh, he was he was uh, having a good time out there, you yeah. know. What was that again? <laughs> you know. He he was one of those guys. I my favorite movie of his, going off on a tangent, was a movie called Continental Divide, and it was his first attempt to play a serious role. And he was playing a Chicago sports reporter who got sent on an assignment in the uh, in the Rockies to interview someone who was doing wildlife preservation or something. And he's this tough Chicago, you know, sports guy, goes out there and falls in love with the majesty of the mountains and promptly has a change of heart. But it was a great acted movie. He really was such a great actor that you forget when you see this, you know, persona that he really had a great gift. We saw several that came through, but they just... Who was the, they tried to hide? Yeah, because Sylvester they, Stallone, he was there yeah, one day, and they just tried to hide their yeah. who they were because. Which is funny in the summer that you know the guy with the trench coat and the hat and the sunglasses is someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was part of the, one of those movies too that uh, Jim Best showed up at the Mark Twain dock and oh with God. with a hat and a, and a, and a, trench. And a trench coat. Trench you know. coat. Bare legs, and he flashed the guy on Mark Twain. <laughs> My, uh, I like that. Yeah, there was uh, one time we had, I forgot who it was, was high ranking prince or king or something of some country that showed up there. Or maybe it was uh, Brezhnev or one of those Russian dudes. I can't remember who it was now, but anyway. We had to have, like, four boats dedicated to this dude. I mean, the boat he was in, there was two boats ahead of him and a boat behind him, I guess it was. And we had a Secret Service people with him. We had Disney Security with him. Plus, he had his own security team with him. Mm-hmm. And couldn't be nobody in the boats ahead or behind him, you know. And nobody, of course, in the boat with him. Yeah. And those are those times where you uh, yeah. start sweating when you have the gun sitting in the front of there, and you have to oh, pull yeah. the gun off. Of yeah, pull, pull the gun off the boat yeah. way early. There they, was uh, a there was a gosh, what was I going to say? Oh well, go ahead. Oh yeah, Tammy Baker and and the Baker family came oh, through geez. there, and they they just gave us nothing but they came into the stores with their entourage and I I warned everybody ahead of time and then they came back with their security into pirates and said you shorted her five cents and I'm like you've got to be kidding they're draped in gold everything else and you're shorting them money so anything I found that came through I kind of told him that who was in the area, or vice yeah. versa? But it, in, it's really a place where they all come if they yeah. can get away with it without being bugged. This, this isn't a, a scene of my Jungle Cruise days, but it was after I left the Jungle Cruise, it over a small world. I got called one night, one night and said, "You want to come in real early in the morning? Be here about four, whatever it is. It'll open up a small world." And uh, 
Well, guess who I, I had? Uh, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his wife and uh, two kids. I, he'd come in periodically and rent Tomorrowland for yep. the morning yep. for opening. The, um, Michael Jackson was big on that, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, he'd like to come in during the day, though, and he'd always like to dodge around backstage. Well, I, I remember working a night where he rented the west side of the park out for four or six hours for a children's charity. And we all came in and had to work late that night, and it was like six to midnight. They closed the park at six that night, and he had the run of the park with maybe 150 kids, and we were all, there was probably 500 of us working for 150 kids. When he got in trouble, was it when Star Tour, not Star Tours, but his Captain EO or, or something he had going... And he was supposed to show, mm-hmm. and the limos were all in back by security and everything, but no Michael. Yeah. That, that finally just uh, and they, closed they, again now for the final They day. kicked him out yeah. of the park after that because he yeah. was supposed to be there for the grand opening of that, and he was... He tried everything, too, to get Disney to allow him to build a Pirates of the Caribbean on his property. <laughs> I could see that. everything. Yeah. And they never would budge. I don't blame them. Yeah, some somewhere we have pictures. Well, and I'm, you know, I I brought my camera too, so I mean, I, I know you had said that there might be some fun scrapbook type stuff that might be fun to to take a picture of here or there. Have to find, find. But if it. you don't, it's not it's not a big deal if you don't. But I, you know, it's it's funny that you know you really even being there a year or two, you pick up you know memories and, yeah. and things, but. When you have a longer time there, it's it's just like a time capsule of experiences yeah. and fun stuff. We and had great, like Ron Funk and, not Ron Funk, but, yeah. Larry Funk. Larry Funk. Larry and Pam Neblis and Stan and Larry Hagman and just so many great supervisors. Frank Hilberg and Frank Hilberg, his Sue wife, Sue Ron Dominguez was over there. Yeah, Stan Blank, yeah, that was it's, a... It's nice great, thing. you know, and that's something that I've learned from talking to everyone is that the people who are great stick in your memory, and unless they really were stinkers, you don't remember the negatives. You, no. know, you don't remember the people who were the... Dis, you know, who were... You had a little conflict with, unless it was something serious. Yeah. Uh, you remember all the good times and the good people, and it's it's. I think they were a good group. I think it was at that time. We we always said I think that was the finest group that went through ever. Yep. With the the fun, their humor, their personalities, their intelligence, their goals. Yeah. And even our management group, we thought, now there's a couple that didn't like them, but I always said it's because they made you do. Well, that, and that was that was part of the last generation before oh. society became so litigious. Oh, it's so true. So it allowed, it wasn't lawsuit crazy people. So the company didn't have to have a aggressive position that that. You couldn't do things. Yeah, they, they left a lot more in the hands of the, the supervisors because yeah. they could. Oh yeah, I one, mean, if- one thing that's always stood out in my mind is you know I've rubbed elbows with those of a different persuasion before, and I have nothing against them at all. <laughs> but I tell you, by far and away, my biggest contact with them ever had been at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And some of the nicest people you'd ever want to know. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I think that Disney had a great... Still does. Has a great power to bring out the best in people. Uh-huh. And to keep the best people there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they just have such a ability to bring out, you know, all of, all of the best in what people are. Yeah. Did you ever talk to Ed Ramsey? I haven't yet. I, I, I oh, the contacts yeah, online. Like it. Steve if you, you ever get a, a chance to talk to him, you know, uh, there's a little story about him over on Big Thunder one day, <laughs> and he would always come back from break, and you come down the spur side exit, mm-hmm. and then you stop, and the dispatcher would give you a lead to call crossover, and you'd step off onto that. Uh, uh, 
break right there mm -hmm. and then up on the platform on the other side. And it just had a way of coming down that, that road, you know. And I'm back at, at uh, this, this spur uh, unload. And I, I went to standing at the podium back there, and I key the, the mic button, and just as Ed steps off and hits that brake, <laughs> honest to God, he jumped straight into the air. <laughs> he must have gone five feet in the air. And everybody would just fall all over themselves. <laughs> I just couldn't. Uh. I just couldn't uh, pass up the opportunity. Was, who was the one beside you with the problem over in Thunder? With the break? With oh, the same break, Nancy Clement. No, it was a guy because it was at night that he got awarded the wheels. Oh, that was Ed Ramsey. That was Ed. They yeah. call him Bam Bam. He's yeah. back to train right through the back wall of back. Both so he, of, uh, he didn't stores. get in trouble, he got awarded. But I, I. Well, I'm not saying he didn't get in trouble, but uh, they managed to save the wheels. To give well, he him didn't get escorted out of the park. No. You did. Yeah, well, I did. And and the thing of it is, I was working that day, and they said your husband's just been escorted out of the park. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, why? And it had to do with. Thunder Mountain, but yeah. then who was it? Was it Bob Galt that wanted you out of there, or somebody wanted you out? I forget. No, who. I forgot who that was. Uh, uh, anyway, they went to bat for him, and Larry Dominguez went to bat for him. I think we, I think we said this before we started recording. So you, you, your final timeout was two thousand three. Two thousand three, yeah, October. That's that's a pretty good run in anyone's book. Yeah. Yeah, you know, twenty twenty plus years is. You know. uh, I'll be honest with you. I I wish now that I had started there a long time before that. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I've gotten kind of lucky that I I get to pursue what I love for a living, which is photography, and that's you know how I make my money. But I I've said before that if the point comes when you know my wife's not doing her science, I if I retire, I'm going to go back. Well, when, I, when I hit that age where, you know, I'll go back for five or ten years. Well, we wanted I'm, to uh, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a tickle, typical uh, Disney hire, you know. I went there expecting maybe be there for the summer and move on to something else. I'll be back in the automobile business or, or something else, you know. But I'll tell you, I, you couldn't pry me out of there at the end of that summer. I, You know, the first year there, I got in trouble out in the Jungle Cruise, too, as another kid that... <laughs> I always like to take a slow trip, and I'm trying to maintain my trip, and we'd always catch up to each other. I'd catch up to him in the hippo pool, and then we'd shoot it out, you know. <laughs> and I got back to the dock one day, and, you know, George Park standing there says, you hear any uh, gunshots out there? Oh, nothing more than usual, you know, George. I didn't tumble what he was talking about. I guess somebody in the Main Street office heard this gun battle going on out there and called. So anyway, it went on, and then a few days later, I got uh, called up to the office. There was uh, Sue Hilberg, uh, Frank, I think it was, and uh, Elry the Celery. Oh, yeah. And Sam there says, uh, what can you tell me about uh, a gun battle out there in the jungle pool, a uh, jungle or a hippo pool? And I guess they all expected me to lie about it. I says, well, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to, you know. I we're maybe going to look good for the guests, you know. And uh, the other guy lied about it. He he got escorted out of the park permanently, and uh, I sent back to getting back on my boat. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. Truth is uh, always the best policy. So. Yeah, Absolutely. even if you get in trouble. Well, it's we're at a good. I mean, this is. I'm always happy to get more because I can split this up into a well, you can, a couple chunks yeah. and edit a few. Oh yeah, and I always love to come. Well, I'll bring uh, Sue out with me next time, and I'm sure she'll. She'll instigate because yeah. that's Sue's Sue's uh, behavior. She's an instigator. She's uh, so funny. I love Sue. Sue's. Yeah. She's she's helped me talk get more people. Yeah. Uh, she's just a good character. Oh, I I remember what the the, the three day vacation was that I got. <laughs> that was over on Big Thunder. Uh, we had a guy, uh, Rick, something or other who was always the last guy in from the track runners. 
I mean, long after everybody else is in, he's in. Or he's still out there. Well, anyway, one day I said, i got to see if I can speed this guy up. So I made the announcement while he's walking his way slowly in that, you know, we're now uh, placing a train in motion on A-lift and uh, stand care of all track and track type pertinences and... Uh, <laughs> You know, and suddenly this guy come rocketing out of the tunnel. Well, I didn't think anything about it, but I guess he went up and complained to management that I had uh, put a boat, uh, train in motion while he was on the track. And I didn't even think about it, uh, the, the fact that I hadn't. I just went up there and took my medicine, you know, and I, then I thought about it later on. I says, I never put that train in motion. I... I just said that over the PA to, to scare this guy into moving, you know. But I took a three-day vacation, so. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was the one that they wanted to, somebody wanted to hang me out to dry on. It's 101. Yeah, no, I was well, not that one ago. Well, whenever the weather goes, you know, 101, we know that it's, yeah. Yesterday it hit 100. It's supposed to go 107, 108, 109. Yeah, it's good weather out here. Yeah. I got another story for you, too, which was involved custodial. We had, um, you know, somebody gets sick on a boat, you know. Well, we, it's just defeating to pull the boat off and try to get another one out to replace it because you've lost immediately two trips in the, in the process. So I used to have a, a, a deal. I'd have the, the guy go out at a deadhead immediately, and I'd call custodial, get somebody over here to clean the boat up. So if we're going to lose two trips, at least the boat's still online and can yeah. load it for the third trip, you know. Well, custodial would get over there, they'd go out and clean the uh, clean the boat, I'd go along with them and make my animation check, kill two birds with one stone. Anyway, I had this custodial guy come over there one day, and uh, I said, well, we're a little busy right now, He's, uh, we'll have to get it after closing time, and I said, really? He said, you realize I don't have any boats left available back there, and I'm about to go code 100, reduce capacity, if uh, this is going to be your attitude. Oh. She got right in the boat. <laughs> yeah. Took a trip, cleaned it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's persuasion. Are you thirsty? I'm, I'm fine. I was actually going to say, we're coming up on it. If you guys want to... I got time if you want to go grab a bite to eat i don't know where your lunch schedule is we're fine we can go yeah we're but, a good time oh i'm gonna try and find those for you yeah we can't we can't and like i said uh if there's anything else I guess, I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again but if oh yeah i hope so <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's just fun yeah well and it's you know it's a good um i, I think that the point of what we've been doing diane diane and what's his name james garner was a guy. no no uh, that go to go to Yosemite all the time. That are friends of Noble and Cherry, Diane. Oh shoot! Yeah. And Rocky, Rocky. Oh, Rocky and Diane. They're not necessarily friends of Noble and Cherry. No, but they. He was on the. Yeah. He's the one you were yeah. trying to think of that earlier. Time. Yeah. No. It's. It's. I think that it. Obviously, there's a demand from people who want to hear the stories. Yeah. And it's not just people who work there. You know, we have. Uh, I, it gives me a little report of what countries the requests are coming from. So I, I've had people from Belgium. I've had people from uh, the UK. We have regular listeners in the UK um, that I see on a pretty good base. So it's wow. it's people from you know people from um, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland, which yeah. now that's a crazy. I've, I, people are going to get sick of me telling this story. They have to know their spiel in three languages. Oh, Cantonese, Lord. Mandarin, and English. Yeah, I've heard oh, that, yeah. And their, their jungle is about the size of Rivers of America. It's huge. huge. And it's not this narrow channel, or even like Whoa. Orlando's is. It's, it's yeah. wide. It's, I, and the boats go through rocks, and then there's explosions. I mean, it's a really... Beautiful. In, yeah, it's a really neat uh, yeah, setup. Yeah, they really... This is Hong Kong... Yeah, yeah, the Hong it's Kong. It's more one. advanced, far did, more advanced than our little jungle. Cruise. Did you hear the story about the elephant hides in in Japan? No. 
they uh, use the same elephant hides over there that we use in the Jungle Cruise here in Florida and stuff like that. Yeah. On the first winter over there, they started falling off the, the elephants. Uh-huh. They wouldn't stand to freeze. It gets freeze cold over there, and oh. these things freeze, and they crack, and it yeah, they they uh, they have a lo- some rides that they just don't run during the winter because yeah. the temperatures there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. You know, they didn't somebody didn't think far enough ahead to solve that problem before it happened. You know, <laughs> and usually that's what you expect out of wet yeah. or something like you know, that. They, you know, they they react sometimes rather than. Jump on. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to come all the way up. Oh here. no, no, I I love hearing the stories, and it was a good, good time for me. It was a good spacing. It gives my wife a chance to not be sick of me. So sometimes those little breaks are good. Yes, they yeah. are. I, I'm calling this my deadhead. I'm taking my deadhead day. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, take it from us. We'll have July 9th is 54 years. Well, congrats, hey guys. Thank you know I. You know, I, it was it's a balance because just like when you went and everyone's giving you a standing ovation, you know, I don't want to, I wasn't trying to make it a big deal, but it really is a level where for the time that you were there, you were kind of the, the cement that held the river down. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the, a lot of people have a great fondness for you. And I think it's, it's a very... Um, respectful tribute for what you brought to the job well it's kind of uh, interesting to hear too that they're still using the same brake system on the jungle that they used then yep the rotations are the and but they're the way they're teaching it it's kind of they have a le- they have lego boats and little lego action figures oh really and they, they have them numbered so they show the people and the, how the rotation works because unless you have audio-visual things, it's hard to figure it out yeah. sometimes. Oh. And one of the trainers learned that if you have little miniature Lego boats and show this person gets in, this person goes to break, this person's in this position. I tell, I, tell, uh, I tell the guys, I said, you know, learning the rotation is as easy as one, two, three, four. Yep. The only thing you got to remember is one, two, three, four, and dock, boat, dock, break. And that's all you have to remember. Yep. And the only time it gets slightly harder is when there's two boats in a rotation with a, yeah. a, a four-man. And that just is remember your evens and odds. Well, I mean, that's the way I taught it. I mean, all our rotations were were uh, two boats, four guys, you know. And, uh, I said, of course, the, the three-man rotation is easier yet. You yeah. Know. Can't, can't mess that one up. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go get a bite to eat in this beautiful weather. Um, yes, sir. And we'll we'll do this again. We'll we'll get some people. Or if the next time Sue throws a shindig down in Orange County, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we can get, get down there next we time. We should. I wish we could have.